That has to be a song we're going to sing in heaven. How great, how great, how great, how great, how great our God is. See that guy in the yellow shirt there? <laughs> Keep praying for Mike. Went from flat on his back to a scooter, and now he's walking, but he needs, needs more God to touch him. So keep praying for him. We're going to hit on a topic I think that absolutely, I feel like I'm in a box. Am I in a box out there or is it just here? Just me? Small box. feel like I'm echoing anyway, Joseph. To me, I do. Anyway, the title of this morning's message is called Wounded or Wounds. Okay, now I would probably say, if I asked, uh, has there anybody ever in this sanctuary has never been wounded? No, I don't mean in an army battle. In life. Man, who hasn't been? You've got to be kidding me. Well, absolutely, we just get wounded uh, through situations. Maybe some things you've caused, maybe something you didn't have anything about, but wounds. We get wounded all the time. But if you keep your eyes upon God and you trust God, even through these situations, God, look, has a way of using wounds to bring His healing in your life. Actually, I am here in Ohio to me, personally, from a major setback and wound that I received in Pennsylvania. It was a time when work like this was hard to find. Actually, it was worse, absolutely worse, in the late 70s and early 80s. And I had an opportunity to land this job. And I had the in of ins. The guy that does the hiring and pretty much oversees and runs the whole place prayed with me. We went to church together. We worshiped God together. We sought God and cried out to God. We both were at Pastor Bender's church. And I remember going through the steps, you know, the interviews and, and all that. And this was a time where Ruth and I were desperately crying out for God for work for income and had none. Try to shorten the story a little bit. The anticipation was high. and We were like, oh God, praise God, thank you God. And then the word came down from my friend who I worshipped God with and prayed together with and sought God in the same church. I can't hire you. And that was if he drove 
And I went home bleeding, telling my wife. Now, don't feel bad for me. I'm making a point. That was in the early 80s. But if I didn't have, if, if that wound didn't come, if God didn't permit that wound to come, listen to me, you looking at me? I'd have never came to Ohio. I have nothing to do with Ohio. I know right where I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to be doing. Not that this is the greatest thing that God has ever done, but I would have never been here. This building or maybe whatever, me, you, our relationships, coming to Christ, the worship, the songs, just what we heard from Vince to get it, everything would have not have happened if God doesn't do various things and permit things, sometimes horrible things, to enter into your life to bring you to where he wants to bring so I hope that you have ears to hear this morning because we have all been wounded and no one stands in line. To be, I want to be wounded next. Next, please. It's an awful thing. And sometimes you think you're absolutely going to die. Amen? Amen. So this is certainly, I think, one of those topics that I believe all have been affected or affected or maybe even going through it now or will go through it in the future. Wounds are being wounded. Look, right now in your minds or in your intellect right now, you have to either be thinking or having thoughts or having some type of ideas about something, about anything, even though the Word of God tells you that you're to walk this walk by faith. So if you don't walk this walk by faith, faith, you've got to walk it by what you're thinking or planning or a thought or an idea. And that can be absolutely dangerous when we look at the Word of God in the opening text. Whatever you're thinking now, whatever your thoughts are, whatever your ideas or your circumstances of your plans or what you might do here in the near future, look, if it doesn't line up with God, if you're not putting God first, look at me, you're looking, it's wrong. You don't even have to say, but, but, but you don't even know what I'm thinking. I, I don't have to know. It's wrong. Because look at the opening text here. Isaiah 55, 8 says this. We're talking about God now. We're children of God. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. The thoughts that you're having in your rational thinking and mind and ideas, if they're just coming from you, your nature, not the Word of God, God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Then he goes on and says this, Neither are your ways my ways. Saith the Lord, not the buddy, not your pal, but says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The definition of thoughts is your intentions or your purpose. In your natural ability to think, and God has given us that ability. He said, but without God, without you walking by faith, your thoughts and my thoughts are way apart. Way apart. Just like when I'm trying to open up and say, God uses wounds. Unbelievable hurts and wounds for good. You're like, man, that doesn't, that doesn't compute. I don't know if they still have the old... Um, Pinball games or not, but if you jiggle too hard, everything quits. It tilts, and the game's over. And it's kind of like what happens to us when you start to, to look at things that God says, and it doesn't truly line up with what we want it to have. Then it kind of just tilts, and everything's over. It doesn't make any sense to me. But you're to walk this walk by faith, not by sense. 
and not by feeling, by faith. Faith in the Word of God. And so that's what we're going to look at today. Thoughts and intents and purposes. Your ways and our ways are so different. Like I said, the Word of God says walk by faith. Man says, I want to see, and then I'll believe. Total opposites of everything we do. God's realm is in the spiritual. Man's is in the material. Every way we think, everything about it. God's ways are supernatural. We're just natural. Total difference, total thoughts. God excel, exalts himself through humility. The way up in God is down. Humbleness. The one song that they sang was awesome about humbleness. Who's humble anymore? Though God exalts himself through hum- humility, but man, through self-exaltation. The red carpet, the private parking, my own elevator, self-exaltation. God controls by love. Man wants to control by force. Do what I said. Total opposite. God's way is to put all grudges and bitterness aside and through forgiveness. Man's way is to hold on. If it's one thing I do, I'll get back at you. So it's just as these confirm to us, uh, it's easy to believe and to say that you and I don't understand at all God's dealings with us because it's total opposite of how I think in the natural. And so I can say I believe God will permit or use wounds to bring healing into your life, which doesn't make any lick of sense to me. And I'm really not lining up in the wounds line to have some great work. I'm not. I'm just trying to be transparent. But Isaiah 53, 6 tells us this. All, who's that eliminate? Who is not in that group? All. I mean, really, we have a unique way of reading something in the Word of God and thinking it's for everybody else. Even when it says all. So it's screaming, Joe, all. And I'm thinking, man, will Lenny ever get this? That's what we do. All we like sheep have gone astray. That's what we do. We have turned everyone to his own way. In other words, we do what we want. We just do. Even when we do have the word of God, this still affects us and creeps into our life and thinking patterns. So before there were fences, there was always wandering sheep. And you remember what the shepherd would do to a wandering sheep. If he truly loved that sheep, if he could care less about the sheep, I don't care. Let it walk out in the road. I can care. He would go gather the sheep and he would whack its back leg and break the leg. Now that's a wound. He would absolutely break the leg of the sheep to keep it from getting lost or from getting killed. And then as the story goes on, he would break the leg and then carry the sheep. You always see the pictures of the sheep around them. And then we have this intimate relationship with this sheep more than the rest, as the heel leg would heal. Hoping that when it would heal and he'd set the sheep down again, that relationship that he had would keep him. A breaking a wound to bring healing. I mean, doctors do this today. I mean, I can't even stand it when I was writing some of this down. It's a horrible thing to get a broken arm. 
Usually it happens from an incident or an accident. Bam, boom, ah, and your arm's broke. It's not like you can think, I'm going to break my arm in two hours. But when you go back to the doctor and he says, I got to break this arm because it healed wrong. You're like, forget it, right? Or the dentist. Oh, I can't even think of this. When the dentist says, I got to re-break your jaw. I mean, you want to say, I want to break your jaw. Re-break my jaw. You got to be kidding me. But I, I have to re-break it in order for it to heal and mend right. And I remember a long time ago, horrible, horrible, the Oklahoma bombing, but they actually had to cut legs off of a person to save the person, to be able to pull the person out from tons and tons of concrete to save their life. So we can really see this if you truly pay attention and keep your eyes on God, that God will bring tremendous healing through wounds that you have suffered, whether you've caused them or whether you haven't. He'll do it. He really will. Hosea 13 says this, talking about us as people. And now they sin more and more and have made them molten images of their silver and idols according to their own understanding. All of it in the work of the craftsmen. They say unto them, let the men that sacrifice kiss the calves. Therefore they shall be as the morning cloud and as the early dew that passeth away as the chap that is driven away with the whirlwind out of the floor, and as the smoke out of the chimney. Yet I am the Lord thy God from the land of Egypt. Thou shalt know no God but me, for there is no Savior beside me. I did know thee in the wilderness and in the land of the great drought. According to their pasture, so were they filled. and They were filled and their heart was exalted, therefore they have forgotten me. Therefore, I will be unto them as a lion, as a leopard, by the way, will I observe them. I will meet them as a bear that has bereaved of her whelps and will rend the call of their heart. That word means like the, the chest of their heart. I will tear it in pieces. God says, I will rip it out. God says, if you are wandering in an area and you're getting farther and farther away from me, God says, I will cause a great wound to come your way. He will. And you'll thank him for it. Verse 9 says, listen to this. O Israel, thou hast destroyed thyself. Look at the next six words. But in me is thy help. So no matter what you flubbed up in, no matter when you should have taken a right, but you went left, and you crashed, and you destroyed, and things are on fire and burning, and you're going down, God says, in me is your help. God says, I will help you in these wounds. I will turn this situation around. And I believe God will do tremendous works through wounds. Listen, without wounds, we don't listen to God. We don't pay attention to God. Meaning, without hard times, without difficult times, times without your back being up against the wall, you hardly ever fall to your knees. Hardly ever. You're just, we're just too far from God doing our thing. So God has certain things come our way, permits them so that we'll cry out to God and we'll be healed through the love and the mercy of God again. Hosea 6.1 says this, Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us, but he will bind up our wounds. 
God will do this no matter what you're going through. See, what the natural thinking to do in a wound is to just give it up. Throw in the towel. Forget it. This thing's not working. Everything's going crazy. Not trusting God by faith. Walking and trusting God by faith. What's my favorite answer? You're right. That's it. I don't understand, God. I just, I don't know, God. And I think maybe in God, I just go, God, I'm just going to believe you and trust you the most I can. No matter what happens, that I'll just believe and trust God. Psalms 119.71 says this. Now look, look what it says. This is the written word of God. The psalmist said, it was good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. Thy statutes. There's man's great knowledge. No more discipline in schools. Now we're at the point where good God-fearing teachers, most of them, a lot of them, want to find other work. Because it's just too overwhelming. We have handcuffed our administrators and in uh, school boards and through knowledge that is contrary to what God is saying. The psalmist said, Man, so thank you, God, that you loved me so much that you afflicted me so that I could see and understand. Other than that, we're blind to stuff. We just run head on to things unless God really stops us some way, somehow. You know that you have never prayed like you have prayed when you ran into a wall of circumstances. And then you cry out, whether it's the doctor saying, I don't know, man, you really look worth taking. I don't know what it is. Or it's the boss saying, we don't have any work for you. So, I mean, you've never prayed. That's the way it works with us. It really does. It's sad, but that's the way it is. And the psalmist is reflecting that in this verse 31. Thank you, God. Thank you for caring enough. You're coming after me, God, that I may learn that what I'm doing is incorrect. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this. Jeremiah 18.1, this reminded me when Jason was speaking about this the other night. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he, behold, he wrought a work on the wheel. Remember what Jason was bringing out was good. But here it says this in Philippians 2.13, as God's doing this work on the wheel. You're the work. He says, for it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's God saying, it's God that wants to work inside of you. It's God's fingers going through the clay, and he can feel something hard inside of there that's never going to bend its knee to him. Even though it might be formed and even painted and ready for display, he can feel something and he'll just go, this is not going to work, and he'll just crump it up through some wound, some devastation. No, you're not getting a job or whatever it is. God says, it's me doing this work. New Living Translation says the same verse, says, for God is working in you. Listen, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Isn't that a novelty? In America, in a nation where now that we think God is to please us. Oh, <laughs> it's so off. Opposite of God's thinking. He goes, no, 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 man, you're my lump of clay. And I'm going to do something in you. 
and I'm going to do a work through you that's going to please me. Not please you. Because we murmur just like the story makes you a pitcher, you want to be a cup. He makes you a cup, you want to be a bull. You want to be a bull, he makes you a bull, you want to be a pitcher. On and on, that's the way we are. And so God says, no, 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 pay attention. You and I aren't even thinking alike. This is going to please me, not you. And he makes again something of his that pleases him. That's, this is what it is. This is not about you. It's about him. So as he does this, you exist to please him. And the vessel, verse 4, said he made of the clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again. Marred means it's to be spoiled, ruined, destroyed. Man, I had all kind of plans when that job came my way. In PA, you got to have a sticker for the car so it legally can run. Now that I'm serving God, I can't legally use my car in PA. It won't pass. Here comes this job with my best buddy as the one who does the hiring, and a car comes with the job. I had plans. And as God with his hands and his mirror in my, the clay of my life, he's going, oh, no, 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 this is going to be a wrong turn. Even though I'm going, yippee! God says, no. And he crunched, marred, spoiled it, ruined it, and destroyed it. Now listen, it's your job to trust God when things don't go the way you have hoped for, the way you have planned. Don't bail on God. Don't run from God. Trust Him. Say, God, I, I don't have a clue what you're doing, but I'm not going anywhere, God. I mean, seriously, this is what? Those who are really God's servants use this understanding of His sovereignty. He can do what He wants in all His power as a as a motivation for greater and more dedicated service to him. It's easy when you go to work and they give you this big paycheck and they think you're wonderful. You can go, praise God, hallelujah. Let all that dry up. That's when God wants to say, will you still go, praise God, hallelujah. Through wounds and disappointments and turns that go the wrong way, trusting God is always going to heal you and take care of you, and he will. He will. He absolutely will. Okay, listen. You can throw this scripture at you almost every day. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that. I didn't hear that. All things. All things. There might be some yucky, horrible things come down your way today. But God says, look, if you're a real man of God or woman of God, God says this in Romans to you and I, for we, for we know that all things work together for good. Now, when I came home, which I felt was a spear through me and blood all over, and I'm coming home thinking, I got to tell my wife all this. I couldn't think of any good. I couldn't think of a snow problem. We're almost dead. We're Hardly could make it. I can't find work. But you hang on. God's going to do a tremendous work. We're going to have a great job. We're going to church. We're going to call it New Hope. What? All I know is I was bleeding. I still remember the guy's name, too. I do. I can't remember half the names. But this one, I remember. And he 
testified to him. He said, I just believe God is telling me. No, he was hurting as bad as I was. He just was like, no. All things work together for good. To them that love God, to those who are called according to. Again, it's not about you. It's not about me wanting that job. And I get that job. This is just what I'm going to do. It'll be a little professional job. I have my own car. I'll be a professional guy. I carry my thing. I'll come home to my wife. She'll kiss me. I'll hang my hat up. I have my whole thing planned. But God says, no, 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 no. This is not about you. It's according to my purpose. And he didn't say this, that all things that you understand work for good. Things you don't understand. It's blind, raw faith that you got to trust God. Nothing else. That's what God wants from his people. That's the people God will put not on the front line, but behind the enemy's lines. Crawling through the barbed wire, looking for souls to redeem through the enemy's lines. Those that will trust God by faith. You have to trust God in all this. God's sovereign ability to manage every aspect of your life. Every aspect of it. I can still remember when my daughter was born. I'm going, a girl! And it had nothing to do with, oh, I want to have a baseball team for a family. Forget it. Just a girl! Holy mackerel! Girls! That's how I entered into fatherhood. And two years later, got saved and redeemed by God. God has the ability to manage every aspect of your life. All things work together for good to those who love God. No matter what you're going through, you might be going the worst suffering of your life. God says, walk by faith and trust me. Listen, listen. Don't paint some white knight ending. It might not happen, but trust God. Cinderella, your foot might not fit. Guy, when you kiss her, you might not wake up. Do you understand? And you just trust God through it all. This is what this Christianity is. It's, it's not for you. It's for him. He receives glory through these, look, these lumps that he makes alive by breathing his spirit into them. And you come alive. A lump of clay. If you're offended by calling a lump of clay, you think too much of your lump. That's all you are. It's God. It's all God. His purpose, His pleasure. God is able to even make those things that you suffer work together for good in your life. And you have to trust Him with that great spiritual knowledge answer. Mm. I don't know, God. I don't know. All I know, Lord, is I'm hanging on to you. I'm telling you, that takes raw faith. You know, all your little books you read and all those little scriptures you paste on your bathroom mirror or your refrigerator, that's cool. But man, when it hits, it takes raw faith because there are some horrible things that can happen to a believer and to people. Horrible things that you still probably don't know why. 
God tells you in Deuteronomy, the secret things belong unto me. Just me. They belong unto me. God. Jeremiah 18.5 says this, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do what you see as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in mine. Now look. The other verse I wanted to bring out, didn't write it down proper. I think it's, uh, is it Nahum? I can't remember. It says, the Lord has his way in the whirlwind and the storm. The Lord has it. And we had some vicious wind here in the last few weeks. And it hasn't even gotten anything like it's been in the Midwest. Things come in and just destroy. God says, I have my way here. If you will let me, I will have my way in all this. In the whirlwind, in the storm, when everything, absolutely everything is going wrong, everything is spinning, God says, I will have my way. You have to believe it. See, it doesn't make any sense to our natural abilities. Our natural abilities, you just work, you pay your taxes, the grass grows when you want it to, the dog barks when you want them to, and Everything's wonderful. The white gate never gets chipped paint. Just always is there. And your wife meets you like June Cleaver. Remember her? And everything's great. But it's not. It's all lies. It is. It's all crazy. And life is difficult. Without God, it's impossible. Everything starts to spin and go around. And wounds, you suffer these hearts, these hurts and aches. And most times, people cannot. Can't come back from them. That's why suicide's so high. A couple Mondays ago, I was preaching in Cambridge, Pastor Sturman's church, and they just had that girl commit suicide up there in Cambridge, which some of you know. Hopeless. Nothing to live for. No one loves me. No one likes me. Commit suicide. The day of the funeral, the lady came back to the church, was leading music, saying, I was standing two and a half hours in line. I didn't even get close yet. Yet the person that committed suicide thought no one cared. She was in line for hours and didn't even get in the building. Because the enemy will lie to you through these wounds and difficult times. And you have to trust God by faith. No matter what goes on. The psalmist in 109 says, for I am poor and needy. Listen, and my heart is wounded within me. Sometimes you get wounded within you. Look, you're like in a stupor. Almost like in a uh, coma, but you're not in the coma. You just get wounded. And you just have to say, God, I'm going to trust you. Lord, I'm going to trust you. Lord, I'm going to trust you. And remember that the Bible says that God was wounded for your transgressions, for your sins. John 15, 14 says this, You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command. Try to be obedient to the Word of God to the best of your knowledge. And then God says, You're my friend. Now listen. Listen to what it says after. Proverbs 27, 6 says this, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. If God is taking you through something, because He's everywhere, like Vince even said, 
He's everywhere. And if he's taking you through something, and sometimes the steps seem to go down a long time, you need to rest assured that God says, my wounds are coming. A faithful friend, and I'm doing a work inside of you. You just need to trust me. God says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Our bodies bear a lot of scars, a lot of marks. Psalms 147.3 says this, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. We're going to have a song, a closing song, and it's going to open up the altar. And who knows all everything that you've been through? How many people disappointed you or broke your heart? Who knows? Who knows? Then you get wonderfully redeemed and saved, and you find out the same stuff happens in church. Happens in pastors and people, and it goes on amongst us. Like, oh my gosh! Well, we're going to give God opportunity to just pour in all the healing, bind up all the wounds and the hurts. Maybe it has nothing to do with church. I'm pretty sure that some of you probably don't even have a clue who your father was. It could be a hurt. It could be an ache. And we're going to take him to God today. We're going to take them to the Lord through the song that Ruth's going to sing and, and just by faith and trusting God. Look, we all have these wounds. You just can't get away from them. Whatever wounds wounded your heart, whatever has wounded your heart, he's always ready to hold you up and to heal you of your wounds. And I hope that you'll trust God. And even through this song and through the end of this song. In fact, I, I, I want you to stand because she's not here to sing a song to you. We're here to minister. And as the song goes on and the Spirit of God moves, maybe God brings back something to your remembrance. I want you to come to this altar and ask God to heal you of this wound. Look, and it might come in the form of you forgiving something from years ago. It might. Forgiveness in itself is a powerful healing salve. So as this song comes on, you remember, is this, is this on? This song.